is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. We're live after uh, a small break. Tiny break. Tiny break. We're back. We're back with... I have to uh, play housing simulator. <laughs> Gino had a housing emergency last week, so uh, we were unfortunately off the air. Uh, but things are a little settled. Still a lot of work to be done over there. It's all the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we deal we'll with We'll have a stream studio Because I'm just going to put Since I have to start from scratch essentially I might as well run conduit everywhere Yeah There's some crackling now really. mm-hmm. I don't know where that's coming from mm-hmm. It could just be the uh, mic Because I know I'm not pulling it on the thing Lucky ducky Yeah Anyways we're back uh, We got some it's been a pretty slow news cycle this time around. You know, we had the excitement of the Summer Games Fest, a.k.a. the Jeff Keighley 3, uh, with a lot of game releases for the next, like, 12 months and things that probably won't come out on time anytime soon. I <laughs> didn't enjoy Jeff Keighley's actual, because everything felt like they, they kept showing me the same. They kept showing me Dead Space. But by different devs. Every game was a sci-fi, uh, a 3D sci-fi horror game. <laughs> I was oh. like, okay, we get it. Yeah, we get it. We get it. Cool. The Microsoft Showcase was fun, though. Like, Yeah, like, that's how you do it, I feel like. Yeah, it was just games. Like, yeah, this is what we want. We get Hot Wheels on July 9th, 19th. For Forza. For Forza. <laughs> like, thank you. Good, <laughs> good stuff all around. Uh, but there was one missing, apparently. What was missing? The whole, like, because we had Sony's. Sony did, like, a state of play, right? I don't remember. Like, mad weeks before? Yeah. Yeah. They just didn't do anything, like, within that time frame? Yeah. (laughs) I want God of War news. So, funny enough, uh, apparently there was supposed to be some type of announcement today, but Sony decided not to do it. So, a lot of people were... Screaming like on Twitter and on the Reddits and everything, like, oh man, like, where's where's our God of War Ragnarok news that uh, got the God of War director for 2018, Corey getting... Barlog, actually had to come out and be like, be patient, you'll get an announcement soon. You're getting your exclusive of the year is Final Fantasy VII Part Two. That's next year, though. Fiscal year. It's 2023. <laughs> God, of War, God of War is supposed to come out this year. Supposedly. supposedly. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like, my PlayStation hasn't been touched, like, in a long time. It's actually kind of bad. Since Elden Ring. Since Elden I mean, Elden Ring was, what, March? Yeah. So it's been three months. So, but before that, it hasn't really been touched. It's like Ratchet and Clank, because I had no interest in, um... Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, this isn't good. Because <laughs> it's like, if there's something multi-platform, I either get it on PC. Right. Or it's already on Games Pass. Usually, yeah. Usually. So I'm just kind of like, I, I, my Xbox has gotten so much use. I'm like, this is weird. Normally it's reversed. Yeah. And there's no JRPGs that are just coming out left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I suppose the rumor mill for God of War Ragnarok has slated that it should be coming out, they they say, either in October or November of this year. 
Uh, Corey Barlog has confirmed that it is still on track for a 2022 release. But is that 2022 fiscal year? <laughs> Which <laughs> technically counts January. It's, uh, fiscal year is January, February, March. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll see. Like, I, I, I personally would love to have it this year, but there are a lot of games coming out uh, later that demand my attention. I don't know. Like... The new Plague Tale, Plague Tale Requiem. Yeah. Like, that drops in October, so I'm still, I'm There's excited for that. Is Assassin's Creed this year? Is there an Assassin's Creed? I assume so. It's like clockwork. It's about time. It feels like there should be one, right? It yeah. feels like, well, isn't Ubisoft supposed to do something next week? Supposedly, they're supposed to have some type of showcase next week to show off the games that they're making. So, we'll see. Uh, but we got a lot, a couple of games announcements. Specifically, there was a Nintendo Direct a couple of days ago that we're going to go through and talk about some of the games that were shown on there. Uh, we got some other news in the gaming industry that we'll have some takes on. But as always, guys, we love to update you with what's been going on in our gaming lives. So, what have we been playing if we've had time to play? I had to restart Monster Hunter. Mainly because... Uh, I didn't get Sunbreak on the Switch. I got Sunbreak on PC, and mm. I can't transfer my save. So I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, I'll play it on my big boy Switch, <laughs> which is much harder than actually. I don't understand why this is so difficult. And Capcom, can you, can you just fix your game? It's not that hard. It reads it like an Xbox controller, which is perfectly fine. It reads all the controls natively. Right. But it doesn't bring up the keyboard ever. I had to bind a key to bring up the keyboard automatically. All of their other games do it. Ultra Street Fighter 4 does it, which is even weirder to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why does Ultra Street Fighter 4 have an automatic keyboard button, but not the new Monster Hunter Rise game? Because Capcom hates you. I don't know. Um, I've been playing that. I played... Um, what else have I played? I've been doing a lot of, like, small indies. I've been playing Mythic. Um, this is an indie game that I played at PAX. It's an online roguelike dungeon explorer. Okay. Um, you can invite your friends up to... You can have a party up to 30 people. Mm -hmm. It's all pixel art. It's made by, like, two guys. And it's surprisingly very good. Like, it, it hits all the notes. It's like, yeah, I am a lone warrior in a dungeon, and I have to explore, and I have to go through everything, and... The difficulty ramps depending on how many people you have. Okay. So you can have, like, a party of 30 people go fight a boss, and the boss just hits like harder. That boss is going to be super hard. Oh, with yeah. 30 people. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Um, the demo's free right now on Steam, so it's a fun little game. Speaking of uh, demos, have you had a chance to try the Overwatch 2 yes. beta? I don't mind it. I know everyone's complaining about it, but I think it's less on the technicality of the game and more on... There's a lot of people who don't know how to play Overwatch. I mean, that hasn't changed. <laughs> that, no, like, but it's more apparent now because it's like, hey, guys, protect your healers. No. We're always going to lock Every, in Joker everybody Queen. Everybody wants to lock in... <laughs> it, we're just going to lock in Joker Queen all the time, and then you just let Junkrat have free kills because yeah. they go off by themselves, and I'm just like... Stop. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch 2 is interesting because it just looks like a DLC update. I'm so glad that it's free to play, but then that also means that it's going to be heavily focused on 
cosmetic microtransactions. Yes, but also the fact that, like... Because I feel like Microsoft's taking over, and I don't mind the, um, like, for example, for Halo and for Forza. Right. The microtransactions of those games are actually optional, but they give you so much free stuff right off the bat. I hope they do it right, because... I feel like Microsoft is better on the microtransactions as a publisher than, say, Activision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like... They gave us a roadmap, which is nice. Yeah, Basically, so- every other battle pass, we get a we get either a hero or two heroes. Right. And then on the ones that we don't get battle passes, we get maps. Yes. Which I'm like, cool, you're, you're actually giving us stuff to look forward to. Yeah, there's definitely uh, a better content plan for Overwatch 2, uh, which is a good sign in terms of, like, game longevity health. Yeah. Uh, whereas something like... Diablo Immortal, where I didn't care about the season. I didn't buy the season pass because I was not giving this company any money whatsoever. I finished Diablo Immortal over the weekend. I love that one of the oldest WoW players and one of the richest WoW players said enough is enough. I found the loophole. Yes, we'll get into that in just a moment. <laughs> uh, so I beat Diablo Immortal with my Necromancer and you know now I'm in the end game, so to speak. There is no end game. There is an end game. There's... It's Not, spend money. It's spend money, <laughs> which I won't do. It's Tess Eververse. <laughs> That's the true raid boss. Yeah. So I was like, this is the part where I'm supposed to spend up to 10 years grinding in the game to, For what? to get my high-level character. So I did the thing that I knew I was going to do once uninstalled. I beat the game. I uninstalled Diablo Immortal. So no more yeah. Diablo Immortal on my phone. I'm probably still going to get Diablo 4, though. You should get Blue Archive. What's Blue Archive? Why does that sound uh, familiar? Tactical. Uh, tactical. You lost me at Tactical. <laughs> Give me Dungeon Callers. Or, they gave Miku a grenade launcher. Why? Because they had a crossover event. It's like, yeah, she gets a grenade launcher. That's also a light stick. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Why do they do this to me? <laughs> Let's give Miku guns. Hatsune Miku with a rocket launcher. Okay. Uh, so that was Diablo Immortal, which is the exact wrong way on how to handle microtransactions. Actually, no, it's There's not. that. No, actually, because I know, like, in the... Their main target wasn't... And I hate to say it like this. Their main target wasn't North America, South America, or Europe. Their main target was China, and in all honesty, as a gotcha game, as a way that the game is designed with microtransactions, it's actually well done, and I hate to say it like that. They knew their target market. They just released it to everyone else to get extra cash, and you know what? They're making hand over fist money. Yeah. Not from me, though. Not from you, and I not from it. other people. <laughs> um, like, I can't, I can't give them any, like, flack for knowing their target and hitting it. I don't know if they knew their target. I think... I, no, they did. Their target was the Asian markets. But then, like, why... That's where the game where... That's where the game has, like, made the most money. That's where the game has... Because mobile, mobile games in those markets do very well. It feels like a fate game. Like, as much as I hate to say it, it feels like fate go. Okay. Especially with the way that it handles gotcha and everything. It's like, yeah, this is fate go. 
take it to the most Activision extremes. For sure. It it's I'm sorry, like I I have to give them credit for that. I'm like, no, you knew what you were doing. Uh-huh. As much as everyone will complain about it, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so aside from Diablo Immortal, uh, I've also been playing a lot of Fall Guys. Yeah, everyone is. I don't like the week. fact that it got pulled from Steam. But yeah, it's on the Epic Game Store now. Only. Um, but one of the cool things in terms of the news, um, after the new update, uh, Fall Guys has hit 20 million concurrent players. Cool. Uh, those same players, though, are... A little upset about the new battle pass progression system. So, as if you play good, you actually earn less. What? <laughs> oh, they did what Apex did, where they reset everything, and now it's like all the diamond players got put into gold, and everyone's like, "What?" I don't know if that's what they did, but what happens is, um, it turns out it's actually more better. Like, if you wanna actually excel in the season pass, it's actually better to lose the first round and just keep redoing the first round if you want to get the most XP. All right. I know what I'm doing now. <laughs> so what happens now is you have a lot of people AFK farming. Oh, they're hat farming like TF2. Yeah, so just they're just like... They're the, idle farming the match for hats. Will, the match will start and there's always like a small group of people that are just not moving and you're like, what's going on here? Why are they, why are they not playing the game? Oh, well. And you find out it's because... You know, they they want hats. They want they want the crowns. Well, not the crowns, but they want the uh, the fame or the kudos, or the XP that yeah. you get they're, in, they're, in the little season. What's it calling? They're they're farming hats. Oh, in this case, uh, the cheap cosmetics. Yeah. That's- um, but the game is fun. The new the new maps are a lot of fun. It's fall guys. Like you, you really can't like break the mold. It's on quite that. literally the original, the original battle royale. Yes, it's Takeshi's Castle. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is interesting of note is seeing the change that has happened to how they're handling the cosmetics because it's been it's been very Fortniteified with yeah the show bucks and everything like that. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. So that's the only thing I don't like. Um, granted, you can earn show bucks on the season pass, just like yeah. Every uh, like every how you earn does. V bucks. Yeah, just like how you earn the V bucks off of the the Fortnite battle pass. The interesting thing is, is if you go through the entire battle pass, uh, you can essentially get enough show bucks for the next season anyway. Okay. So, you effectively can keep it free to play, provided you're an active Fall Guys player. Yeah. So it should be easy for a lot of the people who play only Fall, Fall Guys. Guys all the time. <laughs> well, like I just grind it out like on a season anyway, so. I just, uh, I, I have issues with Epic. I don't know. Did you get an email recently? Uh, do you have your card tied to your Epic account at all? No. Okay, so I had a card. It's actually my active bank card still. Okay. Tied to my Epic account. Mm-hmm. And I got an email saying like, hey, Epic noticed that you, we, we've, we, Epic, have noticed that you're going to be getting a new cartoon. So we already updated your information. I'm like, that's weird. How would they update? So apparently Epic feels that they have the right to figure out your bank, go to your bank when you get a new card, 
and update the information before you even get a new card. Like, I just got told by my bank today I'm getting a new card. This happened on Monday. I'm like, that's creepy. Don't do that. That that sounds wrong. Like, that's something that's actually been happening, apparently, to people. If people have been like, oh, this card's deactivated already, so we're going to... We're gonna get rid of it for you I'm like how do you know that Like Don't do that That's a, that's actually kind of crossing a boundary In my opinion <laughs> It actually worries me a lot Um <laughs> That's hilarious uh, It's creepy <laughs> uh, In some uh, interesting and also Funny news uh, It was revealed that John Cena WWE superstar I wanted to start humming the theme. Is a huge Metroid fan, and when he was at an event, well, he uh, had he was doing co- uh, commercials for Nintendo for a while. Yeah, he took part in a Nintendo Switch uh, photo shoot, and he kept telling the Nintendo refs how much he would love to see a new two D Metroid game. Uh, and apparently they understood that he loved Metroid so much, so they actually sent him a copy of Metroid Dread. Yeah, and. His team of like you know PR people and they're like yeah thank you you know he loves the game so they confirmed that uh if it wasn't for John Cena we probably wouldn't have had Metroid Dread so thank you John Cena <laughs> twenty years of hustle loyalty respect and you gave us a game that's awesome he also gave us that character that he played in that HBO series <laughs> the peacemaker the peacemaker <laughs> um <laughs> so. I do want to cover back to some Activision news about Diablo Immortal. What, 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 what happened with Diablo Immortal? So, apparently, um, a lot of the WoW community don't like whales. Now, what are whales are known in uh, Gotcha right. um, are people who spend lots and lots of money in Gotcha. Yeah. So, the WoW, the WoW community is just kind of like, we don't like this. What's a way that is legal for us to not give them any money? And what they found out... Is a thing that they started years ago called the WoW token, mm-hmm. where you could change your WoW gold into virtual currency on the Blizzard store, and then use that virtual currency for anything in the Blizzard store. So they went to go check Diablo Immortal. I see where this is going. And one of the wealthiest WoW people um, spent, I think, only like a third of his fortune, which is like 22 billion gold. And this is 22 billion gold of, in, in, World wow. of, in World of Warcraft currency. Yes. That he's grinded for. That he's grinded for okay. and has made money via auction because he's a guild leader. He's one of the oldest players. Right. He has tons of money. Um, turned those over into tokens. Has a top-level character. So he used his Blizzard tokens. Yes. To buy the gems and stuff in Diablo yes. Immortal. Yes. That's ingenious. And he has messed up the entire economy in the game. That's hilarious. (laughs) And I'm sitting here like, Blizzard, you you didn't realize that you still had this active? That's such a huge oversight. I'm pretty sure they're going to turn that off at some point. They can't because they'd have to turn it off for every Every single game. That's nuts. Because it's like, oh, that means that because you have to sign in with your Blizzard account for Diablo Immortal. Which means that they would have to turn it off for the entirety of Blizzard. That's insane. Yeah. Which is hilarious because then it would just break the entire economy on them. And they're like, we just released something into the wild that uh, made us lose a lot of money. (laughs) And now more and more people are starting to realize this. 
So it's like, why should I spend the money in Diablo Immortal when I could just run I could run the cheapest subscription service for WoW and give my money to the gold sellers, turn that into tokens, and then I could game the game. So basically all they're getting now in general is $14.99. Irony. It's great. I love it. It's like it's like a crypto a it's crypto basically plot, a crypto but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's why I sat there like I always felt like when they when they launched this originally, the idea was, oh, you don't have enough gold? Give us money. We basically become the gold sellers. Oh god. And then apparently now it's just it's like, well, it goes both ways. Just like in uh Guild Wars. But Guild Wars is at least smart and they actually put trading limits on stuff. They ran it like a real stock market. <laughs> yes, they did. Uh, speaking of Blizzard, uh, this also is Blizzard news. It's also a little bit of sad news. Uh, the Battle Royale game with magic and stuff, Spellbreak, yeah. is officially shutting down. Uh, if you remember Spellbreak, we featured it yeah. a little briefly many, many, many moons ago during the Battle Royale craze where there was even a car combat Battle Royale. That one sucked. That one was terrible. <laughs> Uh, but Spellbreak was one that seemed to have... It was of unique a- enough. It was a fun game. Um, it just didn't take off. That, that, that's the sad part. So the devs announced that they were shutting down the servers. And... They got bought out by They Activision. got bought out by Blizzard. Blizzard is moving their staff to World of Warcraft Dragonflight. And I believe they're also taking some of the team and moving them to Call of Duty. Yeah, so, so here's the thing. Activision... As cruel as that is, I can't believe they made EA look like like heroes. At least EA was nice enough to let the development team exist for a minute before they took it out back and put a hole in it. They put a <laughs> hole in its head. Looking at Maxis and everything else. Right. They're just straight up, hi, we it's like, hi, you're here. Bang, dead. Go work on COD, go work on WoW. Just hire more devs. You don't need to kill another dev studio. Well, they didn't kill the studio. The The studio itself stopped the game. And yeah. then they got bought by Blizzard. Yeah. I'm just surprised Blizzard had money. Blizzard still has money. I guess. It's COD money, sadly. It's Call of Duty money. <laughs> it's Call of Duty money, and it's, uh, what's his name, lying and adding zeros to um, Overwatch League and CS League. Oh, God. Did you read that article? No, I did not. So the original slots for um, Overwatch League was supposed to be $2 million. What's his name? I, I just forgot his name. Oh, my God. The CEO. Um, Kotick. Kotick. Added a zero and said that's how we're going to charge. There's no reasoning behind it. He just added a zero. Now everyone's sitting here is like, wait, you're telling us we were only supposed to pay... T- the- then the the what's it called the risk and payoff is so much better net then, if it was at like the two million to four million dollar mark right versus twenty million sixty five million and I think one team was paid ninety million when you did the conversions from China and everything wow I'm like no th- this is absurd it's crazy money being spent for something that is doing okay it's doing okay it's doing okay um yeah. Just Activision greed. Of course. Um, other layoff news, Niantic 
Uh, downsized. downsized. They killed four projects and got rid of 8% of staff. So did the devs of Unity. There have been close to 300 layoffs, so supposedly. Yeah. Uh, at the Unity Studios. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if this is because they just took on too many people during the pandemic when everyone was working from home and everything. Mm -hmm. And this is now just like cost cutting or like, hey, we don't need this many people. Probably. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It just seems to be happening around like every department. For sure. So from development teams to sales to customer support, (laughs) it's just like, yeah, sorry. I'm like, so it, it doesn't say anything about unity in of itself. It's just like... Okay. Maybe you just took out more than you can chew. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, you know, you wanted to show that, like, oh, we're rebounding, we're rebounding, but it's, like, we're still coming off of a pandemic. There's not a lot of, like, we're in a, we're in a recession again, so, like. It's not just a, re- it's not even just a recession that that's the other issue. I, I think it's really a lot of tech just kind of. Slowed down. Slowed down. Like, development slowed down. Think about it. Mm-hmm. By now, if this was a normal video game year. The, the console, quote-unquote, war would be, it'd be flinging games at each other left, right, and center. Yes, but instead we have a summer games drought. <laughs> it's a big drought. Yeah. Now, granted, there have been some small releases here and there, but normally in the video game industry, we don't hit that drought until, like, August, August where it's, like, right before school starts, we literally have, like, a whole month of... Nothing. Nothing. Which and, makes sense. Which makes sense because, you know, yeah. school's about to start or whatever. Um, and normally what happens is uh, in the retail scene, uh, June, and we're specifically talking like mid-June to the end of the to the end of June, which is basically yeah. around this time period, you would see a lot of different games really come out. And the idea behind it was it would be the dads and grads season. Yeah. So you had a lot of games coming out at this time frame for Father's Day. Yep. And then kids graduating school. Yep. You would see a lot of games come out of that. I remember way back working at Toys R Us <laughs> back in the day uh, when... The big thing was Medal of Honor Frontline had just dropped Drop, to the PlayStation remember, yeah, 2. Yeah. And they would literally say, like, the, the retail memos were like, you know, this is part of dad and, dad's and grad's promotion. Yeah. So, you know, if older customers come in, hey, what's a new game? Show Medal of Honor. And when, gra- when people are like, oh, my son just graduated Show high school. Medal of Show Honor. Medal of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was also a time when you would get, like, the spinoff games a lot of the time. Yeah, there was a lot of spinoffs. You'd you get, know. like, the anime games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of, like, we got Fire Emblem Heroes, which is essentially a Musou game. Right. But these are the t- this is the time period where you get, like, a lot of Musos. You would get, like, the second tier of games. It was a lot of the over. casual stuff that yeah. would drop. And while we haven't had that on, like, the bigger scale, we have seen a lot more indie stuff come out. But, That's true. Um, a lot of the indie stuff tends to get either overlooked or because it's a little too similar to other games, most people will ignore a lot of, yeah. like, the other releases. Um, which is what's kind of been happening now. Like, there's been a few indie games here and there. Um, but... Some of them just haven't really taken off off because of that. Um, I think the big thing that helps is that Games Pass has gotten a lot of stuff this month. Yeah, Games Pass got a lot of stuff this month. Sony dropped their PlayStation yeah. premium service here. 
which they've been slowly updating since their release. We've had a couple of new games stealthily been added, added. here and there, so it's been pretty cool to see that happen. Uh, and I've been playing it. You know, I've been going back I, and streaming. But again, this is such a weird time period because by now I I'd be hearing the arguments in the cafe of why PlayStation is better than Xbox or why Xbox is better than PlayStation. And I, it would I, always I, come down to like, oh well, we have X Y Z game. Well, yeah. Microsoft only has uh, ABC game, <laughs> and then it's like, well, our game is better, your game is better, and be all of that. And I haven't heard that. I the haven't only, heard that in a long time, anyway. So I mean, like, I, I hear it more so here because it's like it's because it's an age thing. I think. I guess, yeah. Because it's like once you age up enough to have a PC, you, you kind of realize it's like. Cool that yeah, there's a community of Call of Duty players on Sony, but like, it's just easier on PC. Yeah. Um, I always find it funny because when you hear a lot of the arguments, a lot of the games that they cite on PlayStation, I'm like, that's a multi-platform game. Why are you arguing for the console? Yeah. Like, th- it makes no sense to argue. Like, because I sat there, I was like, listen, we're for Call of Duty on my PS5, okay? And s- every so, other system yeah, has Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Like, this is not an argument. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Um, it made me laugh because everyone's like, yeah, Sony's getting all the fighting games. Not like Microsoft. I'm like, Microsoft's getting them. Yeah. It's just Sony gets the right to announce them. Yep. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it it's just been, oops. It's just been funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's just always interesting to see that happen. Um, we got some more gaming news. Uh, a long in development project. Uh, might be rearing its head sometime <laughs> in July. Uh, if you remember back in 2017, Ubisoft showed off this open-world pirate game called Skull and Bones that kind of had a little bit of buzz because it basically took the ship mechanic from Assassin's Creed Black Flag and, like, hey, we're and turned a game. it into its whole game. And then it kind of like went bye-bye for a bit. And then Microsoft came out with CFDs and everyone's like, oh, I guess we can forget about Ubisoft's pirate game. Well, apparently Ubisoft remembered that they were supposed to put it out and it's going to be getting a updated trailer and a release have you, date. Have you heard what this game is? No. No, 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 no. Internally, it's like, so this is going to be a DreamWorks reference. Okay. It's Shrek. It's the Shrek of video games. How is it the Shrek of video so games? So back when DreamWorks was, before Shrek got rebooted into a 3D animated okay. thing the original version of shrek was hand drawn okay and dreamworks at the time was losing so much money but if you were considered a bad artist uh-huh. in the eyes like if you annoyed your project lead you would get sent to the base you would get what they called shrek you would get sent to the basement to work on shrek <laughs> so it was like the game that they it was like the project they used to punish people apparently this was the game they used to, pub, to punish devs with that's hilarious. And I'm just like, oh, no, what are we going to get? Because <laughs> it could go in two directions. It could be the hottest mess of the year, or it could genuinely be something amazing. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of this uh, comes on the news that, again, Ubisoft is supposed to have, like, their own uh, Ubisoft state of play. Do you think we're going to get news in- about the TV show and the movie series? I don't know. Of, like... What's that game called again? The I, Division? Yes, The Division. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, the other thing that uh, leads to this rumor that this game will actually finally be announced is there was a 
classification last month out of uh, Australia, a ratings board classification. <laughs> and normally what happens is, what that means is whenever a game is rated or by any type of classification, that means that within the next the three, next three to six, six months, months, there's going to be an announcement of a release. Yeah. Uh, so we had that happen for this Skull and Bones last month. Coincidentally, same thing has happened for God of War Ragnarok. There was a, I think yeah. it was a European rating board. A European board, rating board right? yeah. So that was April? No, May. May. So if we look at three to six months from May, we're looking at a August to October, to November window yeah. of God of War going gold at some point. Um. So this that's generally what happens if you guys ever see like whenever oh a ratings classification for a game was announced then somewhere within the next six months you're gonna see a trailer a release date you know something's gonna happen with that. The game. reason why that doesn't happen with Nintendo is because they make their announcements when the rating thing is being done. Yep. <laughs> something broke. <laughs> something broke outside. <laughs> But speaking of Nintendo, uh, as we move on to our main topic of the show, there was a Nintendo Direct Mini, Mini which partner sw- showcase. Which swung for the fences. Uh, this was uh, two days ago. They announced a bunch of different games. So we're going to go down the, uh, the list of games in order. And what they showed in order. Well, can I just say, back to the console war argument, if we're really going to use... Like games as a metric of which is the better consoles. If we're going by, if we're gonna not use multi platforms and use exclusives, Nintendo wins every year. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing is, though, everybody likes to make the argument that Nintendo has no all games, the, all the first party exclusives. It's like, no, they just have a lot of third party exclusives, or like they have other devs that will just make stuff game, for yeah. them. Yeah. And it's like it's not necessarily a DA first party Nintendo title, right? They just have a partnership or I something. Mean, the amount of adult like games on the Switch is highly disturbing to me. Because they, 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 they don't give a crap. They really <laughs> don't. And the only other like marketplace that can te- that tops that for me is Steam. Yeah. I was looking at a game. I'm like, cool. This looks like an interesting. That's. That's not safe. That's not safe for work. At all. Kid, children, avert their eyes. Oh. Anyway, uh, let's go down this list of Nintendo games. Of course, it started off strong with a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak announcement, which is the brand new Monster Hunter DLC that dropped today. Uh, at midnight. At midnight for most Monster Hunter fans. Um, Monster no. Hunter has a large following on almost any console that it's put on, but specifically yeah. on the Switch because everyone loves to play it on the go it's the best game to play on the go which is why i'm annoyed that like world was just tied to console and pc because right. i'm like you you you're hurting yourselves mm-hmm. uh after that there was an announcement of near automata the end of your edition which got a lot of rpg fans upset because this is going to be a physical game on the nintendo switch what kingdom hearts is only gonna be okay. a cloud thing in 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 Square's defense, they have no one to blame but no more for that because think about it, it's not just a game. I still think Near Automata is still less space than having every single Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> Let's be honest here. That may be it. 
Because <laughs> it's not, you're not just getting one, two, and three. You're getting everything. <laughs> I guess so. Including a rhythm game. Yeah. That was followed up by a uh, an interesting looking game called Lorelei and the Laser Eyes, a murder mystery game coming to the Nintendo Switch. I got... I got, what's it called, um, vibes from it. Hotel 365. Hotel 365. Do you remember that DS game? You know what it also reminded me of? What? Killer 7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But because it was, like, investigative and it looked like it used some of the Switches, like, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. This reminds me of, like, when the DS had really interesting games. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought, too. Uh, that was followed up with a Super Bomberman R2 announcement. One of the low-key, super underrated Switch launch games. I absolutely hate this game because the AI is rude. <laughs> the AI has no right. Like, Namco, Bandai Namco. Why is the AI so rude in this game? Uh, so, yeah, Super Bomberman R2, the sequel to Super Bomberman R, dropping on the Nintendo Switch as well. I want a remake of Bomberman 64. Yeah, it also has, uh, looks like it has its own, it has a map making mode. It has a map, well, it has a new mode where it's just called Castle. Uh-huh. Um, basically, it's one person versus, I think, nine others. Right. So there are nine other people trying to break into your castle, and you set up walls and everything and traps and all that. Okay. Which is kind of cool. Uh, the next announcement that was shown on this Direct, and the reason why I have this awesome Mega Man art for those of you joining in live was the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. Uh, it's missing. It's missing the most important game. But it's missing it, two games, technically. Is it? Network Transmission and the Boktai game, because you were able to trade stuff in Mega Man Battle Networks 3 from the Boktai uh, gun. I don't need that necessarily. I need that You know what I definitely needed on this collection? <laughs> Not just... Network transmission? All the ne all, I want a network transmission. <laughs> but the one that was on the Wonder Swan color. <laughs> oh, you mean the game that I have? Yes. Because <laughs> I've never played it. I want to play that game. Uh, but we're getting. Can you read Japanese? Uh, no. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I lend it to you. <laughs> the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is going to come with 10 games, uh, even though there were only six. It's five. So it's six entries, but some of the entries had multiple colored ones. They had just like uh, Pike Pokemon. Yeah. Like Mega, uh, Mega Man Battle Network. One and two. One and two were by themselves. By themselves. And then three, three had, had blue, blue and white. white. Four, Four was blue moon, moon red sun. sun. Five was team something. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to read this right now, and it's not coming up. <laughs> Team Colonel and Team Proto Man. Right. And then Mega Man 6 had Cybeast Gregor and Cybeast Falzar. Yeah, I remember that. They, yeah, so they really Pokemoned po it. They Pokemoned it. They uh, Mega Man Network series was very much Pokemon, but Mega Man. But instead of collecting like animals, you collected chips. You collected the dead bodies of other net navvies. Shh. <laughs> we don't need to go that deep into this. It's a video game. And then okay. where their bodies? <laughs> you literally killed the opponent's net navi, got its ability so you could summon and or transform into it. Yeah. So uh, this game is also dropping on PlayStation 4 and Steam. Uh, on the Nintendo Switch, it's going to be a two-part digital download yeah but it's a single it's a single cartridge. physical cartridge cartridge so 
I hope that it's all on one cartridge. It is all on one cartridge. Okay. So That's- the reason why they're doing that as for download is because the game is too large for a single download for most people. So they realize splitting it in two makes the most sense because it's also all the art. It's also all the like the notes. It's like, oh, it's basically a director's cut. Right. And what's really cool, what a lot of people don't realize is Battle Network was actually a 15th anniversary Mega Man's um, revival. Right. And everyone thought, oh, this isn't going to do well. I'm like, no, it did very well. It got three movies, two TV shows. Um, it had a card game at one point. It had a card game. It had uh, the anime, toys. It had toys. I had most of those toys. Yeah, the toys are great. I sold them because they all got worth a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, I kept some still. I still have a few in box. There's, there, it was a very well done series. So when people are like, oh, Mega Man Return to Form, like, yeah, yeah, this was Mega Man's Return to Form. Yeah. We also got nice retellings of original Mega Man characters. Yep. Because it's not like they just made new characters. It's like, no, no, no. Here's Wiley, but you don't really realize he's Wiley. Mm-hmm. And then here's other characters. We got introduced to my favorite edgelord of all time, Base. Base. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the peak mid-2000s edgelord. This guy screamed Linkin Park Evanescence <laughs> all in one. And then we, his, his literal argument character is Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> It's just like, dang. <laughs> so yeah, the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection is supposed to drop in October, I think. Yeah. So we'll have that pretty soon, in a couple of months. They then followed that up with a Pac-Man World repack, which was a <laughs> full-on remake of the old PlayStation. That Pac- was out of left field, I feel like. I was very surprised to see this. I'm like, wow, Bandai actually cares about... Well, Pac-Man? I think it's a, it's a Pac-Man anniversary because they've also done, like, the yeah. Namco Museum and they had a Pac-Man uh, arcade collection type yes. thing recently. Um, there is one arcade game that is honestly the greatest of all Battle Royales, and it's the Pac-Man one. <laughs> the Pac-Man Royale? Yes. Yes. It's, it's, you get four players on the same board, have fun. Like, okay. oh, God, it's horrifying. So that was followed up with uh, a game called... Blanc, uh, it's a little black and white game that stars a wolf, the, like, pup, a wolf and a deer. pup and a deer, and they basically have to survive a winter together. It looks really interesting, a uh, very artsy fartsy 3D. I love it. Game. It, it looks great. amazing. You guys like? You just gotta like YouTube this, check out this video. I'm really interested in this game. Um, it, it's one of my kind of games. You know those yeah. those artsy fartsy games that I like to play once in a while. Uh, but in big news, we're returning to Monkey Island with a return to Monkey Island. Um, Which is now considered a true sequel because it's the original dev. Yes, it's the original dev making the much adored and revered Games. game Escape to Monkey Island. Uh, it's done in the same art style. Like It's just literally like a true sequel. It looks- it's a true sequel because the original art style was pixelated, but this is just like, yeah, this is what we, the games would release in this art style. Yes. If so- they were released today. It's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm excited for it. And then we got XCOM. And then we got XCOM Mario. Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, the sequel to Kingdom Battle. Uh, This time, Bowser's around to play. Yeah, I really like that, actually. So I'm happy that we get playable Bowser this time around. We need more playable Bowser. 
It's a rocket launcher. Yeah. There's also the the sparks. They have a. It's a, it's based on Galaxy. It's based on Galaxy this time around. So they have like. So I'm all pretty sure there's going to be like a Lumas. rabid version of Rosalina. There's a rabid Rosalina <laughs> that they showed and everything. It was just kind of funny. Uh, so these are very interesting games. It's a very tactical RPG. She looks very bored. Like genuinely bored to be there. <laughs> because for those of you who don't know, Rosalina in lore is actually a god. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, and she's also 8'4", which is really disturbing. She's taller than Bowser. Yeah, uh, so there's going to be more information for Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope on Ubisoft's presser, which is going to be... Uh, no, there was a thing, like, the following day in yeah, the morning specifically that Ubisoft for that. showed. But yeah. I think Ubisoft's going to show more again. I think, yeah, soon. And whenever they're... I think it was, what was it, July 12th or July 13th? I think so, around it's, that time, It's yeah. coming up. Uh, that was followed up with a game called Little Noah, Sign of Paradise. Uh, looks like a little, like... It's a platformer. 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 2D side-scroller. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Railgrade is a train yeah! simulator. So I know my son's going to love this game. Uh, you get to actually build all the tracks and... You have to solve problems with trains. And you have to solve problems with trains. So, uh... Which is something, you know... We should be doing in real life. Yeah. So Railgrade, that was followed up by RPG Time, The Legend of Right. I really uh, like this one. I I don't know what to say about this. It's cute looking. It, I'm I not like going to knock the, it entirely. I like the idea because it reminds me of some of the um, other games that kind of work with the same thing, like Scribble Knots and stuff like that. Right. Where, where it's like, it's just a kid drawing out. Like, we've all drawn these as kids. Mm-hmm. Like, the big bad demon lord, you draw little guys fighting them. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Uh, we got some more uh, Sonic Frontiers. This is the trailer that, so- that Sega should have shown. Yes. So, so like, wh- I legitimately feel like this is the trailer they should have shown. I still feel like the game looks empty, though. Like, the, he's, there's just a lot of running around. In this big open 3D yeah. space, there's still no enemies, but like I feel like I mean, the there. world looks better. And the, the cyberspace uh, looks cool. Yeah, but uh, I'm just trying to figure out like, is this like an open world game? Yes, like, and they, no. they said it's gonna be open zone, and I'm like, okay, nothing I see tells me it's like any type of sandbox type thing. What, so. No, what I think what they mean by open zone, and I think they're using the word the. The worst word for it is yes, each level is a zone, but mm-hmm. then you it's like Mario. You have a hub world for each zone. That's what I'm hoping it is. That's what I that would think be cool. it is. Because if you look at cyberspace, cyberspace was you go into that mm-hmm. to get stuff and then you return to the main world. So the game looks good. I, I agree with you though, like this is the trailer they should have showed instead yeah, of that instead other. Instead of one. everything else. We still have no idea about the story, by the way. No, nothing now. Um, I'm just going to go through the rest of it. There was a Disney Dreamlight Valley. Meh. Meh. Uh, Live Alive, which is uh, yes. a yes. lot of people are interested in. Yes. Uh, Doramon, Story of Seasons, Friends of the Great Kingdom. Minecraft Legends was shown again. You know, Minecraft. Minecraft, Minecraft on the Switch is actually a smart idea, though. It always is. I just don't like... It's just funny because I feel like it just looks like another Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, it was followed up with Dragon Quest Treasures, uh, which made me realize, have we, when was the last time we've had a mainline Dragon Quest uh, game? It was quite literally, I want to say 12 or 11. I want to say 11. 
that finally released in the states there's they're working on the there's the reason why they're releasing these games is because they're working on the other games it was the same dragon quest that came out with uh hero and smash gotcha okay it was that one yeah i don't, I don't remember what one that was is that oh uh but moving on along we had fire emblem warriors three hopes which is the new fire emblem entry yeah uh, 11 it's 11 a no man's sky coming to the nintendo switch uh in october as well um, I think this is also a physical cart. Is this an actual physical game? Because I hope so. Yeah. I was upset to see that after that they announced a Plague Tale Requiem cloud version. <laughs> and I was like, great. Um, but I'm excited for a new Plague I Tale. Think this is testi- I think the Plague Tale thing is testing to see if they could get um, Xbox Cloud. Maybe. Onto the Switch. <laughs> Uh, that was followed up with a, a indie-looking game called Captain Velvet Meteor: The Jump Plus Dimensions. It looks I love like this. A, a tactical. I love it RPG because it game. reminds me of the the Heroes Cross Generation games. Yes. Or or X Cross yeah. or not, um whatever. Yeah. That was followed up with the Portal Companion Collection. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Portal is one of the uh, most loved uh, puzzle platformers out there. Uh, so this is the, this is both Portal One and Two, and I think something else. And then some it looks like there's going to be something added to it. I uh, don't know what it is entirely, uh, but yeah. what's funny one. is because of that Portal game, they got Half Life Two running on the Switch. Yes, because <laughs> it uses the same engine, same assets too. Uh, then uh, Square Enix showcased a new. A farming type game called I Harvest Stella. Really love this because it's Final Fantasy cross like Harvest Moon. Yeah. So essentially, if you've played Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, um, it's basically that, but with like a Final Fantasy look, so to speak. Yeah. And it actually has like Final Fantasy battles where you can do battle with creatures uh, to help like get money and get. I wonder items. if you can marry people. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. More animal husbandry with your video game characters. <laughs> yeah. And then the Nintendo Direct ended with the announcement that the Persona series okay, is coming to the Nintendo Switch. We Who already cares? had this announcement for Xbox, Microsoft systems, uh, but now we're going to be getting Persona 4, Persona 5. And 3. And 3 and all of that. You know what I come to realize? What? Um, no one's been able to, like, no one in the cafe has shut up about this, and I hate to put it that way, but I'm sorry, like, out of all the RPGs, I've never used this term. Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royale are kind of overrated. Yes. Because it is the same game as 4, just in a different school district. I, I have literally said that time and time again, and I get dagger death stairs because and I'm like there I tell people I'm like there is virtually no difference between Persona 4 and Persona 5 just outside of a different school they, district they, they, they change the look of the characters the story between the two games exactly is the exactly the same give me college students give me college <laughs> students one next time go back to your roots please go back to your Shin Megami Tensei roots maybe I don't know I, I want to summon the devil because I want to sleep with this student. <laughs> I really wish I was joking because I rewatched the OVA recently. It's like, you summon the devil because you wanted to get lucky? Yes. And then you bring the apocalypse because you wanted to get lucky? Yes. I, why? <laughs> yeah, so we got Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 uh, Golden, and Persona 5 Royale. 
Uh, Persona 5 Royale is like coming out first, apparently. It's October 21st, and then the others are like coming soon, so to speak. Because 4 is a better game. Yeah. But 5, for some reason, happened to be like the more popular one. Because everyone played 4, everyone heard how good 4 was. They they brought up the hype for 5 for two years straight. Then came out and it was deemed like the greatest RPG of all time. Persona 3 would not be made today, by the way. Probably not. Because of the way that they, uh, what's it called? How they activate the personas? Yeah. They shoot themselves in the head. <laughs> anyway, so that was the Nintendo Direct. A lot of great games yeah. uh, to sh- be Looking excited about. To. Um, all your, coming out this, I think most of them are coming out this year. Most of them are coming out this year, which is cool. <laughs> um, the Game Awards are just going to be Nintendo games, aren't they, this year? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, here's God of War... Here's one of Microsoft release, and then everything goes to Nintendo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're already at the end of June, so we're officially over the halfway mark of the year in video games. So if we had to go with the first six months, what game would you have given so far is in the running for Game of the Year? It's Elden Ring Tunic. Neon White. Yeah. <laughs> Neon, so I forgot to mention on the what we've been playing. You've been playing Neon White. Neon White is amazing. I have a funny funny thing about Neon White. We all bought Ninja Turtles. We played it for an hour and fifty five minutes and then returned it. And it all bought Neon White. Wow. And it's not to say that Ninja Turtles isn't a good game or anything like that. I think I'm the only one who kept it because my idea for it is I want to build a dedicated arcade for it. Yeah. Which makes the most sense. It's one of those games that, yeah, a lot of my friends aren't going to see replaying. I'll play beat-em-ups and brawlers all day long, mm-hmm. especially if you give me, like, an arcade machine for them. For sure. But Neon White just ticks every box that I... It's just replayability. Yeah. Like, if I had to do it now, I think Elden Ring is definitely, like... If we did Game of the Year today. There's a rumor that it's going to get DLC this summer. It's supposed to get some type of DLC. Yeah. So we'll see. A whole Berserk chapter. <laughs> I would genuinely love that, actually. I would, too. Elden Ring is a very good game. I like what it did for uh, not just the Souls genre, but what it also done for the open world genre. It raised the bar to something that I don't think we're going to see uh, topped in open world games for a very long time. I want to fight Griffith. <laughs> We did nothing wrong, by the way. Gifford didn't do anything wrong. I do not. You were one of the few people who agree with me. You know, when I watched Berserk and Griffith was like, I'm doing this because X, I was like, yeah, I'd do that too. I mean, he was left basically. He was left uh, for dead. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, I if I'm in that position, yeah, I'm sorry. Don't disagree. Don't disagree with the, with the decision. Is it a terrible decision? Yes. Yeah. But you can't argue against the logic. Nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, he has every right to be mad. That's Griffith for you. That's yeah. what makes him such a compelling character. Exactly, yes. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of great reasons to be excited for Nintendo. Uh, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen with uh, Sony at all. Like, what, besides, like, I don't think there's any major exclusive Sony game announced. The only one I keep thinking is Final Fantasy, the second part. Final Fantasy VII Part Two. Well, that's not coming out till next year. But that's year. not coming out till next year. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, wait. They- it was six, no, 16 was March, right? Yes. March of next year. So, yeah, nothing, none of but that. But 16's multi-plat. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm hoping there's a God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> Please, <laughs> give me God of War. Like, I'm sorry to say, like, my PlayStation 5 is just sitting there. I mean, if it wasn't for Destiny, my PlayStation 5 would not be being played right now at all. I have Destiny Actually, on the PC. Destiny and the fact that I put uh, Fall, Fall Guys, guys on, on my okay, PlayStation 5 See, just because I, want, I wanted the faster frame rate. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, so we're going to get ready to end our show, but stick around. We have more streaming content for you in just a couple of minutes. RJ will be on later on. He's going to be playing Fortnite because RJ has discovered what? Fortnite. What? He literally just discovered Fortnite. So I'm going to let him have his time with it. And then you're going to ruin it for him. And I'm going to ruin it for him. Oh, my God. God. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm going to. Uh, but my son, as you can don't see, is already stream in. snipe him. <laughs> <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to do that, but I also didn't say I'm not going to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. But as always, you can check out our websites, our merch over at our stream elements shop. You can support us with our promo code over at Image Anime and use our promo code Discount Ship to save uh, free ground shipping on all orders over $100. Uh, big shout out to the Waypoint Cafe here at 65 Ludlow Street in New York City for hosting us. This is our live area. Gino, owner and operator of the Waypoint Cafe, who is so graciously allows us to uh, fart around and talk about video games every week. Or, you know, at least as weekly as possible while we have things to uh, work on in our real lives and do. Uh, so we appreciate that. If you're ever down in the Lower East Side, definitely check out the Waypoint Cafe. Uh, I'm here every Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Gino's here almost every day sometimes. So just feel free to say hi. And uh, we'll be happy to help you out with whatever your needs are. We have not just wonderful coffee and beverages here. We have... 30 PCs for your use. Um, we also started carrying TCGs. We have Dragon Ball Super card game every Wednesday, Friday Night Magic. And in September, we'll have the One Piece card game uh, special pre-release event. Uh, September 30th, I think, is the day. Uh, we might do it the Wednesday before, just because, you know, logistics and things like that. So we hope uh, if you're looking for a new place to try out some card games, uh, if you want to purchase some card product, we have Pokemon, we have Magic the Gathering, we have the Dragon Ball Super card game, as well as a few select other TCGs. Uh, definitely come on down to the Waypoint Cafe and check that out. If you have any questions, feel free to ask any member of the staff, or if you see me, definitely talk to me. I'll let you know what kind of card games would be good for you or your special someone that you're trying to get into card gaming. Have a good one. I was like, but that was, that was the promo, right? Yeah, that's the promo. That's the promo. Anyway, I'll stick around. RJ will be up in just a moment with some Fortnite. But as always, until next time, you've been decoded.